right, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's another episode for our podcast, Paul Jones Podcast. I am B, Paul Jones, and it's Nelson B. Haskin, and we are here today. What's up, man? <laughs> what's going on, brother? How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. What about you? Man, you know, working hard, man. Trying to keep it, keep, trying to keep it together. That's what that's kind of what life is about at this point, you know, just figuring it out and keeping it together, man. Um, so yeah, today's gonna be kind of a fairly serious episode. Uh, the topic is definitely serious, but uh, we ain't gonna be like super weighty about it, or at least that's not the intention. But if you go there, go there, but whatever. Um, yeah, today we're gonna be talking about uh, players' mental health. Um, in the past four or five years, it kind of became more of a headline topic, uh, more of a um, point of contact for a lot of people to talk about, and it's become more and more acceptable to talk about. But uh, I don't, me personally, I never feel like people really attack it the way it should be attacked and talked about, or they they go that direction, but they don't go deep enough. They kind of stay very shallow about it. And I don't know if it's the platform. I don't know if they don't have the opportunity. I don't know what it is, but they don't go deep enough into it, especially on a higher platform. So today, uh, we're going to selfishly make that our point to you know talk about it and go a little, a little bit deeper. That's what this podcast is about. Let people go shallow with a lot of stuff, and they don't go deep enough into it. So that's what we're going to do today. So um, to start off with, man, like what is uh. Not necessarily your relationship, like personally, but what is like your mindset when it comes to, you know, mental health and like specifically when it comes to athletes or the pro players, or whatever. Like, what is that that relationship for you when it comes to mental health? Uh, for me, uh, when I think about mental health, I think I really just think about like I don't know if this is a right or wrong way to think about it, but when I think about mental health, I really think of it as like how close are you to like breaking down like mentally Mm. like that's kind of how i feel about it because like you know in in life you know not to get too serious but (laughs) but like i feel like every day you know like life is hard like don't, don't matter who you is and you know it's hard to be an athlete in his own way so but uh so i look at it as if like the more mentally strong you are, the more things you can get to. And that's kind of what we prepare for. It's like life ain't going to like, you know, we hope life get easier over time or easier than it is right now. And, and you know, just hope that things get better. We always hoping like things get better. We work hard for, for things to be better. But you you try to prepare for if things don't or if things get worse that you can handle it. And that's kind of what life is. And so that's kind of how I look at it, like, especially being an athlete is like, you know, we hope we win games. We hope, you know, you hope you stay healthy. You hope you win games. You hope you, you like your teammates. You hope you work well together. You hope you like your coaches. Because, you know, those are things you can't control. Like, who's on this team? Who's coaching you? How, like, you, I mean, I guess in a way you control how many games you win, but you can't control how good the team is. You can only control how good you are or how good you get. So, if, you know, you can't really control how many games you win. And, you know, things like that. And those kind of weigh on your mental health. So, like, 
outside, when you play a sport, your mental health is tied in deeply with that sport. If you care about it, let's say that. If you really care about it and love the sport that you play in the way I love basketball, your feelings tied into it. You can't even help it. So, mm-hmm. like, we lose games, I'm, I'm upset. I don't want to talk. And, like, my, my sister coach says, some, says this all the time. He said, if it don't hurt you, it don't mean nothing to you. Like, it should hurt you. It should hurt you to lose. It should hurt you to not perform to your to the best of your ability. It should hurt to, like, not do enough to win the game. Like, it's supposed to hurt, but the the main thing about it, and and this, this is something that basketball has taught me uh, that I take in life. You, you should never be too high and you should never be too low. You just need to be able to maintain. Like, you need to stay somewhere in the middle. When we win, or if we winning, we're going on a winning streak, whatever. Don't ever get too hot because you know, somebody can always knock you off. And if you're losing or you're going to lose a streak, don't ever get too low because it's still going to be another one. It's another game. You got to focus on the next one. That game, The games you lost, that, that last game we lost, them last three games we lost, them last five games we lost, that's over. Nothing we can do about it now, you know. Take take that on the chin and go into the next one and try to get and try to end the street. And so that's the main thing. Just never get too high, never get too low. And that's how you want to be mentally in all things. Like when things get hard for, for you and whatever you do at your job, at your household, you know, whatever you do in your daily life, don't ever get too low to where you start to feel like you're gonna give up. Don't to feel like, oh man, there's nothing I can really do, or like you start feeling overwhelmed. Like, don't, don't, you got to learn to not let yourself get too low. And that's kind of, it took me some years to do that, really, because I mm-hmm. used to get too low. Like, I used to be bad about that. So, that's kind of my relationship with it as far as sports goes, at least as far as being an athlete. Like, never get too high, never get too low. Like, it's supposed to hurt, but just never let it, don't let it kill you. Say that. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to hurt you, but don't let it kill you. That's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, to kind of go back to the original point of what mental health, not just a relationship, but like kind of like the thought behind it. So I like in mental health just like it is for physical health. So I wouldn't say your definition is wrong. That's what, you know, that's your conception of it. So for me, my conception is just like physical health. So everybody has both. Everybody has a brain and a mind and a mental. You have some level of mental health. Everybody has a body, so you have some level of physical health. And that relationship between you and what that is for you, what is, you know, healthy or unhealthy, is is uh is no one certain thing or one certain point that is all across the board, black and white for everybody. And so um it's really just about what makes the most sense for you. Cause comparing shoot you to your brother your level of physical health has to be totally different from his because mm-hmm. what you're expected to do with your body is totally different from what he's expected to do with his. He ain't expected to go out here and hoop and have uh, double-doubles every night and turn over down the floor, pretty much play the whole game or close to it. Like the level of physical fitness for your body that you're expected to have is totally different. Just like for people's mental, uh, their mental health of what they're expected to do is different from person to person. We kind of talked about this, this before. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about the episode, but we was kind of saying, talk, I think it was about responsibility, something like that. And I was kind of saying how, oh, pressure. That's what we were talking about, the pressure. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. 
So I remember we were joking about like the pressure that I feel so different from what my dad feels. So I was like, something go wrong with the family or with the house. Ain't nobody looking at me for that pressure. Be like, be what we gonna do. What my dad say, bro? Like, I don't know. What my dad said something. He didn't. Well, go see what he say. Then come back to me because I, I ain't got nothing for you right now, bro. Like, that's the, that's the man with that. Right. And so to stick with that uh, picture, my dad's mental health, his situation totally different from mine because while he was raised and the area he was brought up in, we had to deal with totally different from me in my area, what I'm growing, what I have to deal with. Uh, so it's different from person to person of what that relationship means and what you have to go to and what you're dealing with and everything. So that's why I say um, that's such a, it's literally like, that's, a lot of people won't get this, but it's literally such a gray area. Like, I'm pretty sure like 80% of people don't get what I just said right there. It's kind of funny, but it's not funny, but it's funny. But uh, <laughs> that was kind of a nerd thing, but whatever. Uh, yeah, it's such it. a great. It's, it's, it's <laughs> hey, I'm with such a gray area thing that is tough. That's why it's so tough to talk about because you can't really, there's nothing you can say. No, there's nothing you can see to really disappoint to him. Be like, oh, okay, that's the issue. You know what I mean? Like we can see, like Clay Thompson hurts ACL. Well, he's definitely not running the same. Something's wrong. Sometimes you can kind of see that somebody's not 100% mentally, but it's somewhat easier to hide it. So everybody's relationship with it is a little bit different, and that's kind of where part of the issue lies with mental health. Mm. But um, to kind of piggyback off your second point of it, to where with athletes specifically, um, learning how to do two things, learning how to have balance and learning how to compartmentalize everything is very important. Something I suck with. And so uh, I can compartmentalize pretty good. My balance is pretty bad. But compartmentalize meaning what happens on the floor stays on the floor. That loss we had stays right there. That win we had stays right there. Learning how to separate yourself sometimes from that thing that happened, which is kind of hard to do when that's their livelihood or that's like a, a, a majority of your life. Like if you at this point, basketball, thing there is life for you. That's consuming a lot of your time. Right. And learning how to kind of separate yourself from that and have something. That's why I emphasize have something outside of basketball to do because you can't live and die by it 24-7. So compartmentalize and separate yourself from that. That's number one. And that ties into balance. To where balance is different for everybody so for me balance might be 60 percent basketball 40 percent outside of it for you it might be 80 percent and 20 percent you felt you feel good doing that but i think people have to figure out what makes sense for them to where they get the that they even out to where it makes sense to where they're not going crazy like you said not too high to low basketball going this way and they're not going to how slow basketball goes that way. You're able to stay even because you have a balance for you. So that's kind of where I see it uh, working for people to where, yeah, it's a difficult thing, but like, can you find what works for you? So that's why I kind of feel like the whole mental health thing plays a role into it. Yeah, I, I definitely hear that because like that reminds me kind of what, um, what Chris Paul was talking about the bubble and you know how hard it was to play in the bubble in 2020 and stuff. And uh, he was saying, you know, usually, like, usually in in regular season or whatever, like, when you play, you take the player hat off and you put dad hat on. Like, you dad when you get home and stuff. I remember you talking about that. Like, you yeah. can leave, like, 
like you kind of can leave basketball at the door, come home to your family, play with your kids, and you know leave that stuff behind. And you know, yeah, it affects you, but you know, like you come home, your kids, your kids might not even know you had like they know you had a game, but like they don't really care. Like they just know daddy home. That's how it is for them. And so, like, you kind of can leave basketball at the door. And in the bubble, they couldn't really do that. So, it was like they was a player all the time, 24-7. Like, they with the team. They, they like, at the arena, like, at the, the whatever, you know, the facility, 24-7, never going home, never going to their family. So, um, well, I have an interesting story about this, like, compartments and compartments, <laughs> compartmentalizing uh, things. Because I'm not good with it either, like, as far as basketball and stuff goes. So uh, I'm pretty sure I'd have mentioned this. If not on here, like not on the podcast, I'm pretty sure I'd have, I'd have mentioned it to you before. But mm-hmm. uh, my freshman year in Juco, playing for Bevel State, and uh, the Miguel Williams interview just dropped uh, as we were recording. It, it, it dropped a while ago. But uh, he, he mentioned it too where uh, we had lost a point guard, our star point guard, Javon Duncan, right, like at Christmas break. He, he uh toys like he tore a couple things in his knee, like toys knee up, whatever. So he was out for the rest of the season. And so uh then we had lost a couple guys to grades. So we really lost every like almost everybody that played point guard. And we had one legit point guard and then um like nobody else. Like everybody else, nobody else played that position for real. And like you know, Javon was very valuable the way he played defense, outlet it, you know, just played his role so well. And um, and his absence kind of messed us up, like, badly. And then, you know, not even having, like, backups for the backup messed us up even more. So the rotation was just bad. But anyway, we come out of Christmas, Christmas break without him. I think we won the first game, lost the second one. Won the next one, and then we lost eight straight games. Mm. Out for Christmas, eight straight conference games at that. All of them conference games, lost eight straight. And man, I'll never forget. <laughs> In the middle of the stretch of losing, right, and I'm playing my heart out because I'm playing a lot of minutes. You know doing everything I can, like, with him being out and, like, his defensive presence gone, my defensive presence was kind of needed even more. And I'm playing a lot – I'm playing, like, a lot of minutes, 30-plus. And, you know, I'm just a freshman. This is my first college season. I remember I had a girlfriend at the time, right? But um, she didn't go to the same school as I did. So, you know, we was on the phone and stuff every night or whatever. I was like, boy, in the stretch of losing these games, B, I'm not ashamed to tell you, I was the worst boyfriend. Like, the worst boyfriend ever. Like, <laughs> she would say things or do something that might have been, like, a little annoying or, like, a little irritating, and I'm, like, mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would get hot, like, quick. Like, my, my patience was gone. Like, I had very little patience. And, like, I would just get irritable very fast. Because of basketball, though, because I'm always tired. And on top of being tired, are we losing? And I'm, I feel like I'm playing my heart out. Like, I'm trying my best to win. And we losing consistently. So, that was just weighing on me so bad. Because it's, like, a mix of, like, emotions of, like, I'm not doing enough and I'm doing everything I can. So, like, 
it was like a it's an internal struggle really when you in that 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 strength that stronghold of like i'm doing everything i can and i'm not doing enough mm-hmm. so that's just a like it's a bad feeling and so man i remember one day i told her like i i remember, <laughs> I remember one day i i said something to her like i said something mean to her something like that i was like the same thing i said and i told her later on in the day i was like Hey, like, I'm sorry about like how I've been recently. Like, I apologize. Like, like from the bottom of my heart, I apologize. I know, like, lately I've been just like very like irritable and like very short with you. Like, like I'm sorry because like you don't deserve it, and it ain't nothing you that did all that. Like, I had to tell her because I was like, I had, I had to really look at myself. Like, I don't know what I did or said. I know it wasn't like nothing like too crazy, but like. I don't remember what I did or said, but I was like, bro, what am I doing? Like, why am I being so like mean? Like, why <laughs> this not me? Like, she didn't deserve that, whatever it was. So now I'm looking at myself like I'm tripping. Like I had to check myself because nobody was gonna check me. And her being herself, she was like, What? God bless her soul. Cause she she never like came at me like like on some, I don't know who you talking to or you hey, you lost your mind or you need to show me some more respect this and this and, this. and she would have been completely within her rights to do that like to mm. be real she would have been completely within her rights she never came at me that way because she knew because like i would come home every night at the games like yeah we lost again <laughs> like <laughs> like like i'll come home and be like yeah we lost how you think you played like i did all right like i had this and this and this but like we just ain't do this and we ain't do that. We ain't play no defense. This went wrong. This went wrong. Like uh, she hearing me talk about the games every night, knowing we losing, and then like so she understand why I'm being like the way I am. Why I'm not like myself. So she realized mm. why I even realized it. And so when I had apologized to her, she said. Yeah, uh, I realize you know things not really going your way right now and stuff. But like, like you make sometimes you make me feel like I didn't did something wrong, or like I, maybe I said the wrong thing. And I was like, no, no, like now nah, I feel bad because I'm like, no, because you didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> you yeah. didn't do wrong. It's just me. Like it's just like I'm sorry. I had to very like seriously apologize to her because I was tripping. But. I wasn't like you said. Like it was like the car compartmentalizing part of things. Like I could not leave basketball at the door. Like the losing and like the the trying as hard as I was trying and the minutes I was playing and how tired I was. It just was so hard to deal with mentally to like take that home and then talk to her like everything okay because she like like same thing with the kids like like Chris Paul said you come home to your kids your kids don't really. You know, they know you had a game, but they just care like you at home. That's all they really care about. That's all she cared about. I come home and call her because she ain't talked to me in a while because we've been playing. So, like, she's just happy that I'm on the phone and I'll get on the phone. And I'm mad because we just lost. I couldn't leave it on. I couldn't leave it where it was at. I couldn't leave that on the court and come home and, like, just be her boyfriend. And so, I, like, I, I had to really, like, check myself. Come out, like, I realize it now. That my mental health was not in the best place, like mm-hmm. at that point in time with the things that was going on. So it's just one of the things, like you gotta really find the balance. Like the balance is important. Cause if you get too low, like I got too low in them moments to where I wasn't mm-hmm. myself. And that's the that's the main thing. I wasn't myself. 
because I got too low in those in that moment. And so it's just something you kind of got to learn to deal with. And I'm better about that now. Like we was losing games last year and stuff that like, you know, you take a couple of L's, you lose a couple of tough ones. And I, I've really learned myself more. I know like, oh, okay, like I'm upset. It's best if I like just go to bed or whatever. Like I tell if I'm talking to somebody like the girl I'm with, whatever, anybody around me, I might tell them like, hey, you know, I don't really feel like talking. I think I'm just go to bed because it's better for me to just do that than talk to you or be around you and be like irritable and not myself or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, hey, you know, took a t- tough loss. You know, I think I'm just go to sleep. I'm go to bed. I get up with you tomorrow. So that's kind of what I do now. So that's kind of how I handle it. Then I wake up tomorrow and I, I look at it like, all right, it's a fresh start. Let's like, you know, that's in the past. We got to move on. Got another game in a couple of days. So yeah, that's how I approach it now. Wait, oh, oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out. Hold on real quick. I got a, I just got a quick question for you. All right, okay, look, 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 look. look. So what is your goal? Like, what are you going after right now in your life? Right? Are you looking to make the team? Okay, you didn't make the team, but you're looking to figure out how to make the team coming up, or maybe you made the team. But you're riding the bench, you're not playing like you want to. Or maybe you're playing a little bit like you want to, but you're not a starter. Or you're not finishing the games like you want to. Or maybe you're the player, but you're just, you're just not quite where you want to be as far as recognizing your county or maybe your conference or your state, whatever you're trying to be recognized at. Um, whatever your goal is, I want you to forget about that. Like put it like it, put it on the board or something, write it down in your phone and just put it somewhere and tuck it away. I want you to take that goal. Throw it over there, and now I want to try a new one, right? I want to try P-R-O-G-R-E-S-S. Progress. I want you to make progress your goal, okay? So take that big goal that you have now and take it, put it in your back pocket, and just figure out how to make progress and work towards that goal. Because sometimes we get so caught up on the goal of the, the end goal where we want to be that we don't keep working forward and looking, working towards that goal like we should be. So every day I want you to wake up and figure out how to just make progress. How can I be better today than I was yesterday? It's the new tomorrow. The same as that thing. Figure out how can I be better today than I was yesterday. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you did yesterday. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Your goal today is to make progress be better than you was yesterday. And so just to need, if you need a reminder about that, all I want you to do is to have a reminder. I want you to go ahead and get one of these hoodies. Or you get you a t-shirt. I got, I got a couple options for you. So get you a hoodie or a t-shirt just, just to remind yourself, just to keep it as a, as a memento. You'd be like, man, today's goal is to make progress. My only goal is to make progress. Progress is the only goal. So if that fits you and you feel like you need to make progress to be your goal, go ahead and hit the link in the description below and invest into yourself. Invest into that reminder. Treat it like an alarm clock to remind you that you need to make progress. Make sure that you're focused and being intentional about the word that you have today. So progress is the only goal. Uh, hit the description below to invest into yourself. It's not about me. Investing into yourself to remind yourself that progress is my goal for today. So that, that's enough for me, man. I hope I didn't interrupt you. Get back to the episode. Um, I can relate to the, to the whole girlfriend thing, bro. Because not from the athlete side, but still from like the relationship side. I ain't finna make this a whole relationship thing. It's not from the direction let's go. Yeah, but, um, I had a pocket where I struggled with stuff, and it was more of a life thing. But even with that, you still have to learn to like even compartmentalize life problems when it comes to people around you and the people in your life, because it's not a hundred percent fair to them that 
one thing affects every single thing now. You know, so man, the girl I was with when I was in school, uh, bro, when I tell you, bro, I appreciate her so much because, like, just like you were saying, like, she kind of understood what's going on, going on, and everything, and like, she kind of like just work with you a little bit. When I tell you, bro, she was like a guy sent, bro, helping me with everything I had going on, bro. Like, she was like super patient and just understanding and stuff. And I was just like, what? Like, you know what I mean? It, it was just like, it was, it was like, looking back at it, bro, that's exactly what I needed to that point. You feel me? Like, it was right. It was perfect timing, bro. Like, I couldn't have planned that myself of like dealing with all that. You feel me? So, like, I will forever appreciate it. Like, bro, when I tell you, bro, like, forever. Like she probably don't even fully understand or know, but like forever appreciate that, man. But uh, man, it's something women good at really just being there for you in times like that, especially as a man when you get low. Like, like I said, we're not gonna go in a relationship direction <laughs> with it, but so that's something women really like good at. Like you get low, a good woman to like be like the thing you need to bounce back, like mm-hmm. like she can really help you like stay like she'll keep you up like because you be about yeah. to fall over <laughs> yeah man and, and that's just something i'm kind of like trying to recapture in a sense you know what i mean like finding that help of not necessarily a girlfriend but it's like a homegirl around that can just be like yo i got you bro like i understand and, you know when you had that it kind of throw you off and so it's just it's just uh it's needed balance bro like what i'm telling you bro like women are amazing oh man bro I could literally go on, on a whole rant and like be on a sofa box about how dope women are, man. But we, I'm not finna, <laughs> finna go back to mental health. But um, kind of like how you were saying with uh, you, you weren't able to be aware of your own situation, but she was able to see it before you were. It's kind of like that with mental health a lot for a lot of people. So um, it's sort of like the injury that you can't see. And other people can't fully see what's going on too. So, like, if you're in a certain place and you're kind of acting different or weird or strange, sometimes that's your mental health. And other people don't fully know or understand what's going on. And because of that, they just see Nelson acting different. But because she knows you and she's been around you, and because of your situation, oh, Nelson's losing games. That's why he's acting like this. But sometimes non-athlete people people don't fully understand of what's going on because life seems great. You seem kind of like a pro place. You're making so much money. You're on TV. You got endorsement. You got deals. Um, Kevin Love, you're an all-star. You're winning that you games. You're in a championship. DeMar DeRozan, you're an all-star. You in the playoffs every year. You got this and that going on. But it's something else that you don't see or don't know about that I have the issue of dealing with. Mm. But an injury, you can see an injury, like a physical injury. You can see that to where Somebody wrote the ankle. Ooh, that's odd. Uh, I'm sorry. How long you out? A month. I understand, brother. You will. Somebody come with you. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I ain't feeling myself, man. And say you don't even fully know what it is, but you're depressed or you got anxiety or whatever, and you can't fully understand or explain what's going on. People just be like, ah, oh, you all right? Just shake it off. You're just like, oh, I don't know, man. Something ain't exactly right, man. Like, so it's like you imagine you being hurt or your ankle hurt or your knee hurt, and doctors say you fine. Well, not not exclude doctor, but coach Blake, man, you're all right, man. You like yourself, you're all right. 
teammates be like, man, Nelson, you straight, bro. What you doing, bro? Come hoop, man. Like, you, I don't know, man. My knee ain't, ain't, I don't know, bro. Like, it ain't quite there, man. The next thing you know, boom, knee gone. Y'all for the season. Like, yo, like, man. everything in my knee tore up. Oh, man, that's tough. I think that's what mental health is to an extent to where you kind of have little, little small sort of signs of where you're not yourself. You're not feeling right. You you got, there are a lot of symptoms that go on that people don't, aren't fully aware of, but then it backs up when like we just kind of talked about before we recorded, like it hits, it hits nine or a 10 and it's like, Oh, he, Oh, he, Oh, okay. Now people pay attention. I'm fully aware of it. Now they got your back. But it's like, bro, my knee was messed up for months and nobody knew. You know, so that's kind of how I see how mental health is to where um, it's, it's it's very difficult to spot. And it's not as easy to talk about sometimes because sometimes you're not fully aware of what's going on to be able to express what's going on. So now if I'm messed up and I can't tell you how or why I messed up, you just look at me crazy because it's like, B, you're not yourself. Like, what's up, man? And it's just like, I don't really know, bro. So that's kind of the weird part of mental health um, that. I feel like especially pro players, but just players in general have to deal with. And then you expect to still perform on top of that. And I don't think that I don't run go that direction, but um, but it's just weird to deal with, you know what I mean? So mental health is like the injury sometimes that you can't see or fully understand or be able to express because it's it's the unseen, you know, it's the gray area. It's not black and white, it's like the gray area. <laughs> it's the gray area of what's going on that uh people don't fully know or understand facts and but that's life though life is not black and white life is gray. like it's a very like it's different for everybody and look number one thing i'll point to like not point to but like uh how you say like mental health is unseen the only time we really see it is the drastic like the mm-hmm. like the end of the spectrum like it's, it's bad like like when like I I point to uh Isaiah Thomas's situation. Not old Isaiah Thomas, but Boston Celtics twenty eighteen, I wanna say, or twenty seventeen, one of those years. Isaiah yeah. Thomas and the Boston Celtics in the playoffs and uh his sister passed away. And you know, he was he on an MVP season, like he didn't win MVP, but he was in the MVP running that year. He hooping, and they in the playoffs. His sister passed away, and they like he got to play. And I remember seeing him on the sideline crying, and like before a playoff game on the sideline crying. His teammates like you know trying to console him. It's bad, and I'm like that. We think about it then. That's when we gotta be like, ah, I know he's going through a rough time. You know, I know it's hard for him, and he got to play, and this and this and this. We see that. Because it's the like the drastic end of the spectrum. It's like, oh, we mm-hmm. know he's going through a hard time because we see it. But like, other, in situations that's not like that bad, that is drastic. Is somebody passing away close to you? Or sometimes it is. But some situations that's not as drastic as that, they might. They're not crying on the sideline. They're not breaking down on the court. They're not like having to have somebody like console them right then and there in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see it. They they kind of just like, you know, it, it's just kind of one of the things where they come in like, hey, you know, it is what it is. I got to try to play. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and that, that's that's kind of if we don't see it that bad, we don't think about it. So yeah. that that's kind of yeah. where the pro, the problem lies. It's like, man, guys don't really think about your mental health as a player until it's you down bad, you know, mm-hmm. until you lose somebody or something's really wrong. You like you it, you don't even think about it until the end. And um, we said this before, but uh, was it was Gilbert Arenas? I think that was like uh, nine times out of ten when the players in the slump. Or like mm-hmm. not playing well, and they, and they got nothing to do with basketball. Yep. Like that's true. That's facts. And they got nothing to do with basketball. These guys pros, they know how to hoop. Like yeah, you you know you might have a, you have bad games here and there, but like when guys have slumps and like not playing well for a stretch at a time, nine times out of ten, something ain't got nothing to do with basketball. Somebody's sick at home. Somebody ain't you know things ain't going right at home. Things ain't going right off the court. You know something's bothering them. Something's getting to them. So uh, that's kind of how it is. We don't, but we don't think about that. We just be like, oh, Steph ain't shooting well. Steph ain't, Steph ain't shooting thirty percent the last couple games. That's a, that what we see. <laughs> that's all we see as, as the fans. But like, we never really see the underlying factor of like man, what could be going on. What could be going on when he leaves the gym? When he get off the court? What's happening? Yeah. So that's the tough. That's the toughest part about it as, when you're a player. Yeah. I think, um, and I think that's kind of tough to really get into because now you, you're peering into somebody's personal life. You know what I mean? And that's where I kind of feel like you, like, where do you draw the line on that? You know what I mean? Because, like, of course, a bad game or two. All right, cool. You're human. Like, whatever. Like, Steph Curry in the finals, bro. Superhuman game one through four, I believe. Average at best. Like, Steph Curry average. I'm talking about human being average. Steph Curry average. Like twenty points, eight assists. It's not a good game for you, bro. Like it's average at best. Then went back to superhuman. Like, okay, that's just that's basketball. That's how the game goes. Now, if Steph Curry had an entire bad series, the series lasts about two weeks, a week and a half. Now you looking at yo, what's up with Steph? Like, because at some point, basketball is put to the side. Like you said, you go, you're down. You, it's bound to happen for you have a bad game or two. That's just that's just the mathematics and science of basketball. In a 10-game stretch, you're going to have a 10 amazing games. And the next 10-game stretch, you're bound to have one or two of them bad games. It's just it, you average out at some point. Mm. But when it, it stretches out beyond a handful of games or something, it's beyond skill and preparation, even beyond you being tired or something like that, because that can kind of work itself out, too. If you like say you're out of shape or whatever, that can kind of work itself out, too. But when it stretches out fairly long, it's like, yo, what's going on? Like. I think it's tough sometimes because I don't know if he broke the news or somebody else broke the news about it, but let's say he never came out about that situation. There are a lot of players who, like, if I was if I was Isaiah Thomas, nobody would know. I'd just be dealing with it, and it'd just be – I would have had a terrible series. Like, just that's just – anybody would be like, oh, Isaiah Thomas, he he choked, or he's not who he thought he was. He's not really MVP level. Bro, I just lost my sister, bro. Like, I didn't – I'm not public about my issues, what I deal with. Say Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard went through a stretch. You don't know what he got going on. Nobody knows Kawhi Leonard for real, for real. Because he's not public. You feel me? So it's a lot of players who fit more of that category of I'm private about my life. Y'all see me on court, the little snippets y'all get of me walking around the city or whatever. That's that's all you get. So if I was in a situation, you wouldn't know what I got going on. And there's there's hundreds of players like that in the league to where you see me as a player, you see me sponsorships and stuff, you see 
a little bit, a little bit tiny family, a little bit, a little tiny bit of my family that allow you to see. Outside of that, bro, you don't know me and what I got going on. You don't know my absolute highs and my absolute lows. So when you don't get that, um, that ability to see inside of what the X-ray into his life was going on, it's hard to really judge him and be like, "What's going on?" You know what I mean? And it's up to the, I think it's up to the player to allow how much of their personal life that people can get into. Yeah. And so it's like, some, that's why sometimes I'm, I'm not a huge fan of being so critical on players, even if they have a bad game, bro. Like I, I understand there's a level of, uh, perform of professionalism you have to have to come be ready prepared. I understand all this stuff. I get it. I'm, I'm big on myself doing that, but it gets to a point to where we're human beings. You feel me? I feel like sometimes the humanity is going from celebrities and athletes and stuff specifically. So it's like, where do you draw that line at between performance and professionalism versus personal life? Because that both of them bleed into each other. If, like you said, man, you losing eight straight games, bro, that's bleeding into personal life. Like, I don't care who you are, bro. That's hard to compartmentalize. But you win eight straight games. Oh, wife happy, kids happy. Everybody can be happy because Nelson good. Like, hey, everything good. <laughs> everything good. So how do you how do you judge players now based off of that? Because like that's that's literally there's no black or white that at all. It's all gray. So how do you how can we judge players now and have that conversation when all of that is like a gray area within itself? You know what I mean? So that's kind of where I've been yeah. thinking about that for a while. You know, like Jordan, everybody wants to talk about how Jordan had a situation with his dad. His dad you know, pass and everything. He still came out performed in the finals. You know, uh, Tiger Woods had a situation off the field, um, you know, off course or field, whatever it's called, and he still comes out of play. You know, he lost his dad at some point, still came out of play. Kobe had a situation with Denver and everything. He still came out to play. So how do you ju- – you can't judge – play. those are the goats of goats. Like, we, we did our Mount Rushmore of sports and basketball, that stuff. They up there. But Isaiah Thomas isn't one of those guys. Kawhi Leonard, he's, you know, he's great. You know, 75 player all time, all the stuff. But how do we sit back and judge those guys now when personal life is really the issue and not that? You know what I mean? It's it's a weird, slippery slope for me. So I just like, that's a, that's a hard question, bro. I really don't know. I, I think the main thing, all we could do is fans. Because it's like, you know, we never know what anybody going through. And I think that's important to know as people. You never know what the person next to you going through. Like, even like me and me and B, like, like when we get off this court, we know we talk outside of this, but like only like what B tell me, I know. You know what I'm saying? So you never know what people are really going through. And so that's just important. So like I think the main thing is be kind to people. Is what I'm trying to say. Like be kind to people. Because you don't know what they're going through. Like guys playing. They have a bad game, you know, cool, whatever. It's okay to say that, yeah. Hey, Steph went, didn't have it tonight. Bron didn't have it tonight, whatever. Whoever's, whoever the player is, like, yeah, he ain't had it tonight. Have a couple bad games. Yeah, he's not been playing well. Uh, he's going, he, on a, he in a little bit of a slump. He, he hasn't been playing well. Like, it, but I think the thing is, as fans, we'll jump. We so quick to, not we as in, like, everybody. Like, it's, you know, but it's a general media that's so quick to hop on the on Twitter, hop on like hop on the internet period and just yeah, so and so has been playing terrible lately. They should bench him. 
they, he, they need to lower his minutes, this and this and this. They should play so-and-so, he better. Like, we so quick to do that. And you know fans, especially in the wrong city, fans quick to, hey, he suck, get him out. Uh, calling guys all types of nicknames. Uh, Pandemic P, uh, West Brick, Love Brick, stuff like that. Uh, Cupcake, KD. All yeah. type of stuff. You know, we quick to, like, jump on players, like, get on their head. We quick to do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's that's the – therein lies the problem. Like, when guys ain't doing the things we want them to do as as athletes, we quick to get on that. We jump mm-hmm. on them. And, like, what's the limit? We not yeah. kind to athletes or, like, really public figures in general. We not kind to them a lot of times when they not doing the things we want them to do or performing the way we want them to perform. And, you know, I sympathize with that as a player because I remember Russ said a while back, he was like, I, I don't want to bring my kids to the games because they got to hear fans calling their daddy uh, Westbrook. Like, what, why would I bring my family here? If that's how they treat their daddy, you know, and I I felt that because it's like yeah, like I ain't never been a big Russ fan, but like he don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. He don't deserve to have his kids hearing that. So that's the thing, man. You never know what anybody going through. Not just players, not just basketball players and football players, whatever. People in general, the people at your job, the people on the bus with you, the people that go to school with you, anything. You don't know what people going through, so just be kind to people because, like. You being kind to them might be the only nice thing that happened to them. You don't even know. So just just be kind to people. You don't know what people are going through behind closed doors. So that's the main thing. So when we look at sports, like, just be kind to those athletes. It's okay to state facts. He had a bad game. Had a couple bad games. He's in a slump. It's okay to state facts. It's when we jump on people's head that's, that's the problem. Like calling guys' names, calling them outside their name, anything outside their name, really. Like, you know, giving them all these type of narratives. Mm-hmm. That that's where we that's what we mess up at, I feel like. Man, that's that's pretty on point. Cause I feel like um it's it's I kind of say this on the, the media podcast we had or episode we had, but I'm gonna flip it just a little bit. So when it comes to fans sometimes, it's not a race to be right. It's a race to be the loudest. It, I don't care what I say. I want to be loud and get attention. So I'm going to say the most wildest, outlandish thing possible to where I just want Katie to see. Him. I'm really a fan of Katie, but I'm going to call him Cupcake and a Snake. Or I'm going to say he sucks, whatever, just so I can get a reply. Like, that's sick, bro. Like, why Why can't you just respect him? I understand that doesn't get the most attention and praise. I understand that. But why? Like, what? what is going on that you have to have that? Like, what? Why is that? Why is that your high? You feel me? So it's just weird. But um, like you said, that's why I do respect Stephen A. Sometimes he he's pretty good at being objective to where when we're talking basketball, like the whole thing with him and Westbrook, I'm talking basketball, bro. You're not performing. That's what I'm talking about. You're talking about off the court legacy, the bigger picture. I'm talking about this last game, this last four games, the last 10 games this season. You're not performing. You'll miss a triple double MVP. Just down the third. We're not seeing that on the court. That's what I'm talking about. I can respect Stephen. He's one of the few guys to keep it objective and keep it basketball with some people. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but he's pretty good with some people keeping it pretty objective. But I feel like other people cross that line 
and have a personal it make it it get personal that's my thing it gets personal to where mm-hmm. i'm calling this person out on a daily basis i'm calling this person out has nothing to do with like we talked about before with haters we're not talking about basketball here i'm talking about you that's two different conversations i don't like nelson versus i don't like nelson the hooper or i don't like how he plays two different conversations you don't like me as a podcaster but you don't know me as a man you don't like might not like me as a trainer but you don't know me as a man that's two different conversations you can have because uh i think about this one time bro business me and personal me are almost two completely different people bro like it's man. it's funny bro like the way I, I show up on here is it's me don't get me wrong it is me but actually it's like if you saw me in real life you probably get a glimpse of this but it's a whole other part of me that people just you know i'm just i'm just chilling bro like i'm i'm different but um i'm saying way in basketball you got to be that way sometimes though yeah, it's got to man, cause nobody want. If I was, if I was like Brian on this podcast, nobody be listening to us, bro. They be listening to you. I be saying, "Here, listen." <laughs> <laughs> Me talking, you just like, yeah. <laughs> yep. <It'll> work. Right. <laughs> no two cents here and there, bro. But I have to not necessarily for the character on, but it's, this is the part of me that I have to show. You feel mm-hmm. me? So people have to learn that Steph Curry, the basketball player, is not always Steph Curry, the man. You know, a lot of guys like Westbrook is probably the perfect example. Just because he's this way on the court does not mean he's like that in his personal life. When he puts the jersey off and puts some regular clothes on, he got a whole clothing brand. When he puts his clothing brand on, that's two different people. And I've heard Westbrook is a human being, a real chill dude, real cool. Like, he likes to joke and laugh. So mm-hmm. you can't always compare them to people all the time. And uh, kind of going with you, what you were saying earlier about just being kind and being nice, like, I'm big on that, man. Like, a lot of people say I probably joke and play too much sometimes, but like I, I figure out how to make I'll joke with you and try to make you laugh or something like that because, like you said, that might be the only laugh you get that day, bro. I don't know what you're going through. I have no clue. If I could say something a little goofy or silly, or hit with you or something like just to mess with you and just like make sure you're good, I, I feel good because, like you said, that might be the only laugh you got that day. I don't know what you got going on at home, what's going on at school, what's going on at work with because you know folks my age in school like that, but. Uh, with work, whatever, man, it's it's a lot of stuff going on. So uh, sometimes I intentionally seek, seek out to like say something stupid or goofy. Sometimes to make sure people laugh because you're a human being at the end of the day. And I feel like people forget that about athletes and, like you said, celebrities and public figures and stuff. They dehumanize that whole category of people because one, they're so distant. I don't care how close social media makes it seem. They're still so distant in lifestyle and the tension. Like, I got two followers and you got two million. We're not the same. Like, <laughs> that's that's two different things. And so sometimes I don't even see you as a, a human being. I see you as a figure for this thing sometimes. And so um, when it comes to fans, not fans, but uh, players specifically, I think we go 2K mode on players sometimes to where, I, whatever happened before is irrelevant. I'm talking about right now in this game. I don't care that you hurt. I don't care what happened off the court. I don't care about this. I don't care about that. I, I kind of like going into the, the whole betting thing. I, like, well, I'm not the biggest fan of that. I put money on this game, bro, and you're not performing. I had money that you're going to score 20 points and you didn't score. What's up? I don't care that your foot hurt. Man, go. I need 20, bro. That's, that's my money on the line. Like, <laughs> I don't care your foot hurt. <laughs> I don't care. Your knee hurt. Why do you want to get hurt this game, man? Dang, bro. Like, out of all the games to get hurt, you want to get hurt. Dude. 
Like, what? You think I chose this life? Like, I will. Oh, I'm gonna get her intentionally game 18 and one that you bet money on. You sound like a clown, bro, man. Like, come on, man. But I get it, but it's still stupid. But um, that's the issue that kind of goes wrong with little players sometimes because you feel like 2K, your foot was hurt. Okay, let me just reset the game and you'll be back to normal. That ain't real life, man. Like, you can you can simulate injuries and stuff, you just skip through or whatever. That's not real life. My foot actually hurts, bro. Like, <laughs> I cannot walk. When I'm at home, off the court, I got a whole life to still deal with. So I feel like that's the issue, man. We dehumanize the athletes into celebrity figures to where they're not allowed to have a human life and a human experience because we don't see them as a human being. We see them as LeBron James, Steph Curry, KD, the great basketball players, the great celebrity, the wealthy guys, the whoever. And so we take the human part off of it to where, oh, they got money. They should be straight. No, bro, they're human being before all of that and so we have to be more mindful of that and like you said just be kind to him bro like i understand you play bad be just that was a bad game man but um as the man i respect you you know hope you have a good time whatever <laughs> hey that'd be hilarious bro somebody like legit <laughs> rush you had a bad game but i love you and i respect you and i hope you have a great rest of your day that's all, that's the tweet you tag you tagging Russell Russell Westbrook. Westbrook you played terrible. I don't think you made a shot that didn't hit the rim. I think it was air balls and backboard. But you know, hope you have a great day. Hope your wife kisses you today. You have a, a lovely evening with your kids. Oh. <laughs> 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 with hugs, and, hugs and kisses. <laughs> your favorite fan. <laughs> Shalom. Shalom. Hey, that's the one, bro. <laughs> Hey, I love you. Hey, what's that Kendrick Lamar song that ended like that? I love you, family. I can't wait to see you. Shalom. <laughs> that's somebody tweet, bro. I'm telling you. Oh my god, that that's the whole. You go, you scroll through the whole account. That's all you see. Man, I do not like how uh, Rajon Rondo played this game. He had so many turnovers and this, this, and that. But I hope you have a great day, uh, Rondo. I hope you go home and spend some time with your kids and. You get a nice warm hug that makes your day brighter. Shalom, my brother. Shalom, my brother. I <laughs> see his tags of Chris Paul, John Moran. <laughs> every <Ryan>. player. <laughs> every player, bro. Every game. He's like, bro, what is this? That's crazy, but we might need to start. I might make me a burner. <laughs> just do that. <laughs> every every tweet just to, to start with the tag of a play. Every bad game they had. Yep. <laughs> no positive games. No nothing about a good game. I'm gonna end yep. the message positively though. Yep. Like man, that was a terrible game. You went. We had an offer, but uh, but you're a winner in life. You know that man. Like you're, you're doing successful in life, man. I hope hope you have a great day. Hope you make some money off the court because you definitely make. You didn't earn your money today on the court. Like, bro, are you, are you complimenting me? Or are you like, what are we doing? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I don't know how to take this tick, a tweet, man, but whatever. <laughs> but, man, so that, that's really how it is, man. Like, guys, like, don't think about the the human side of the athlete. They kind of – they separate the two. They kind of dehumanize them. And so um, – uh. Not to get into the heavy stuff, but you know, I, I I was in a unique position this past season when I um when I lost a teammate. So I, I lost a teammate for those who don't know. He passed away 
in a uh, tragic car accident uh, on Christmas Eve. And so uh, it it was it was tough, definitely. I, like man, one, probably one like maybe the toughest thing I ever went through in my life. Because mm-hmm. at the time that it happened, you know, we had played our last game. Uh, I want to say December tenth. No, no, no. It had to be later than that. Either way, we played our last game. Uh, before the Christmas break. We won. We beat the number 10 team in the nation in Augusta, Augusta State. Beat them. And we ride high. You know, we feeling good. We beat this big, we know this really good team, all that stuff. Me and him and a couple of my other teammates, we all went out to eat right after. Everything. Had a good time. And, you know, great, like, living. You know how it is when you win. Go out, celebrate. And then I, I went home for Christmas break the next day. So that was the last time I saw him. And, uh, you know, we got the news on Christmas Eve. And uh, my our coaches got on the Zoom with us and told us what happened. And it was one of the things that you just couldn't believe. Like, no way this is really – this is real life. You know, it, did, it just didn't seem real. But, <clears throat> you know, the hardest part about it is when we came back. Because, you know, I'm at home right now. So I'm kind of away from the situation. Like, I know what happened, but, like, you know, it just ain't hit me yet. But then we come back, and he really not there. And it's like every day for a while, I feel like somebody missed. Every day. Mm. We we came together that first day, and we had, like, a whole, like, team meeting. They brought people in and talked to us, all that. Very emotional, whatever. And uh, it just was tough. And... You know, we had to, you know, we we had to get back to practicing because, you know, season goes on. But, like, like I said, every day for a while, I feel like somebody was missing. It's like, man, what? Like, it's like this, this big personality was gone from the team. And so, uh, I remember those next, that first game we played back from Christmas. Uh, the first game we played was against Flagler, another good team in our conference, the team that actually won the championship the year before. So, it was a good team. They was our first matchup after that. After uh, I mean, coming back from Christmas, so it was our first game without him. And I remember Flagler was very, like, very you know, sympathetic with us. They gave us these shirts that had his number on it and stuff. Like they wore them for warm ups and stuff, and then they gave it. They gave them to us. Very nice gesture. Everything like all of it was so nice. It was very you know emotional. But uh, I remember that game like it was yesterday. One of the strangest games I've ever played. Like, I don't think there's another way to describe it. It was one of the strangest games I've ever played because it was like for a while in the game, we it was like we was just playing. Like, there was no rhyme or reason. It was like it was like we was just going. Both teams, like, it's weird because it was like both teams were doing it. It was like we was both kind of like, I don't even know how to describe it. We just was going. Like, no plays, no nothing. Like, we just was running up and down, up and down, up and down. And then, like, we kind of got it, like, we got to, like, the first media or whatever, media timeout. And, like, the game kind of calmed down for us. Like, but you could kind of look around at guys and see, like, you know how you can look at a guy that's hooping and, like, his eyes are big and it's like (sighs) – like you could tell, like he not really like locked in, like mm-hmm. you know. But that was all of us. All of us was like that. 
And so that first media kind of got us calmed down. Because Coach even said, everybody, he's like, guys, calm down. We playing too fast, this and this and this. Let's settle down, whatever. It was a strange feeling. But uh, the rest of that season, it took a while to kind of not even fully get over it. Like, I, ain't, I don't even want to say get over it. Like, it took a while to, like, get back to, like, business. Like, yeah. play, playing, playing without him and, like, him not being there and getting used to it, it took a long time. And, like, that was one of the harder things I've ever had to deal with as a player. And people around us were sympathetic and stuff, you know. They, you know, they said a lot of stuff about it. They're like, hey, man, I'm sorry. I heard what happened, this and this and this. You know how it is. But it's one of the things, like, man, you you, you know, you get out there, you, just, you still got to play. You still got to play. And so – um, I was very proud of our team for the way what we still accomplished without him and like and the adversity that we went through because we still end up winning 20 games. My coach said best. He said, y'all, I'm proud of y'all because y'all end up winning 20 games, making the playoffs, making it again and messed around and got an at-large bid for the NCAA tournament. Y'all won 20 games, but y'all very easily could have been for y'all went y'all were 20 and 10, but y'all very easily could have been 10 and 20 or 12 mm-hmm. and 18. Like y'all, I mean, or yeah, y'all very easily could have slipped and went the opposite direction, but y'all came together and y'all, y'all kept going and y'all kept pushing and y'all accomplished something. And so, you know, it was one of those things like it's hard, but like this is something we're gonna do for him. And so that kept me pushing, that kept me going, like, nah, like it's hard, but he wouldn't want us to be, you know. Sad. He wouldn't want us to slip and let the season be a waste. Like he would want us to accomplish something. So I'm glad we got to do that for him. And, but basketball and my like fr- friends around me and family that could take my mind off of things and you know having a team with me that we was all going through the same thing that made it easier. But like we all fought our own individual battles and everything. So I know what it's like to be going through something and still have to play, still be expected. Mm-hmm. Or not just play but perform, which is two different yeah. things. So it, it's hard, man. It's hard. You never really know until you're in that situation, but it's hard. And you just kind of find your way of not getting too low, like I said at the beginning. That's the main thing you can say. And talk to people. We as a team talk many times, talk to each other as a group, like individually. You know, you can talk, come, you pull guys to the side, like, you know, like this guy, like, him, him, and uh, him and Aunt very close. I'm gonna talk to him. Make sure he good regularly. Like, cause you know, some guys closer with him than others. But like, we all in it together, and that made it a little easier. So, uh, my advice to people or athletes. Let me speak to athletes in general. When things are going on in your life between you and your family, whether it be your family, uh, losing a loved one, you know, things ain't going right off the court in any kind of way or aspect. I would suggest you speak to somebody. And I ain't saying you got to go to a therapist. I would not. I mean, I ain't saying don't because that's a very, you know, helpful way of dealing with things also. But you ain't got to do that. At least at, at least have your friend, a girlfriend, your mother, your father, brother, sister, have you somebody you can talk to. And I know it's hard sometimes to talk about things that bother us or that really, like, make us sad or mad or, like, mm-hmm. or really bothering us in, like internally. But have you at least one person in this world you can do that with, even if it do it do does mean you get a therapist or something of that nature. 
find you somebody. Like, it, I promise you it'll help you because it helped me knowing that I had teammates going through this and I could talk to them. Mm-hmm. And, like, at the end of the day, if we cry, we, we both in here crying. We crying together. That made it easier because it's like my brother right next to me, he crying too. And, like, mm-hmm. there's something, like, comforting in that fact. Like, yeah, like, it's sad and I'm crying, but, hey, he crying right next to me. We in it yeah. together. We're going to get through it together. So have you somebody that will cry next to you is my advice. You know, talk to somebody, have a friend next to you. It'll make it easier for you because if you're an athlete, games ain't going to stop coming. There's still going to be games. There's still going to be practices, all that. So you got to, you know, it's one of the things you got to just be ready for. You got to get, you got to, you know, prepare for the next one. But that that is something that will definitely help you. Pray about it, talk to somebody about it, and you know, never get you'll never get too low. So that'd be my advice to to athletes out there listening to this. That you know, if you that'd be going through something, because you're gonna go through something. That's my advice to y'all. So mental toughness is one of the biggest things that I know pretty much every coach preaches to the players and also one of the biggest factors in a player's game is the mental toughness. So um I know that a lot of coaches wish their players would be mentally tougher and they struggle with teaching them and understanding you know what mental toughness is to apply it to the game so to help you guys out i wrote a whole ebook breaking down what mental toughness is different factors that make up what mental toughness is and uh, different ways that you can apply it to your life and your game because it's a good blend of uh the player and the person of how both sides of you can grow in your mental toughness so i wrote i broke it down in the ebook the mental toughness playbook the whole ebook is about 50 pages a little less than 50 pages easy to read a simple breakdown of what mental toughness is different factors and different areas in it that impact your mental toughness and uh how you can grow and develop in there so if you're interested in it send the description below so go ahead and look in the uh hit that link and invest into yourself by investing into your mindset and mental toughness because I personally believe that um, your your brain and your mind is so much powerful than you give it credit. So if it's into your mindset and then your body will follow afterwards. So the mental toughness playbook, get the ebook below. Uh, if you tune into it, thank you. I appreciate it. If not, it's fine. Get back to the rest of the episode. See you later. Yeah, I co-sign that, bro. Because um, I'm 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 really. I'm not I'm not an athlete, obviously, but within my life, I'm really like I'm literally like just now this year really starting to like emphasize and like being more intentional about who I have around. Like first off, being being more inclusive and being more in the right circles and being more in the right groups, having right people around me. But also too, like being having partnerships and getting in groups and stuff because I'm kind of a loner. You know, I kind of, I'm kind of a, you know, a distant person and to my own extent. And, um, you know, me personally, I don't, like I said before, if I was in Isaiah Thomas situation, when nobody know what I'm dealing with and I kind of close off and shut down sometimes when sometimes it's not intentional and that's just how I am. Like I'm an introvert. So I'm just kind of like to myself and I'm learning the power of opening up and talking through things because, um, Not just on a negative sense, but like sometimes I have an idea about stuff and I think it's a 10. Oh, that's a dope idea. Oh, that's amazing. But I've learned, like, I got two people I always shoot stuff to, like, 
one guy, he helps like add so much more color and make it bigger and better. I'm like, dang, that's a dang this. Now compared to what he had me thinking, I'm like, dang it. I, I had a six. He made it to a 10. Like, dang, bro. And I got my brother always throw stuff too. He helped me like put more logic and like concrete facts to it, make sure I'm like practical about the idea. Like, dang, that was a five idea, but he pushed it to a 10 because he helped me like figure out how to execute and how to like real lock in on it. And so uh the power of having right people around you and stuff, like this part this podcast is a partnership because uh I didn't want to I didn't want to go through that burden of trying to figure this out and do everything alone. You know what I mean? So I had to have somebody to bounce off with because I don't know. A, I didn't know a whole lot about podcasting. I could have figured out. I could have done it. And, you know, I don't know what the outcome would have been. Like, I, I'm a person like I get it done or I get it done. It doesn't matter. It don't phase me. But I know it's a better product because you the level of value that you bring to it. And so um, to kind of get back on topic now, it's like to like you said, to have the community around you and people around you that can understand and you know, empathize or sympathize or sympathize with what you're going through means a lot. Even like you said, it's not something as far, not necessarily drastic, but to that extent of a therapist, but having a, a homegirl around you, like we talked about earlier, the power of women, having the right woman around you, a homegirl or a girlfriend, a mom or a sister, that you can just be like, man, this is what I got going on. Uh, having teammates that you can open up to, having a a homeboy that you can, hey, bro, this was going on. Because nine times out of ten, there's a good chance somebody else has going through, has gone through that, or is going through that, that, or just maybe to understand and sympathize with you. Like, man, I feel you. I understand. Sometimes that's all you need. So I'm really realizing like the power of community and like the people that you have around you, and um, try to lean into that because like the issue, a lot of stuff is that we, especially as men, especially as black men, we do a lot of stuff alone. Mm. And so that's just a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother episode for real, for real. But uh yeah, just make sure you, you, you can figure out somebody to have around you that you can lean into and uh rely on because that's that's not something that you want to deal with on alone all alone all the time. You know, that there are pockets where you have to deal with stuff on your own, but you don't want to make that a twenty four seven thing. So yeah, I gotta co sign what you said, man. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, it's just um, carrying the weight alone, like carrying. You know, let me put it to you like this: carrying too much weight alone can crush you. But mm-hmm. if you got somebody to help you carry, you're gonna be all right. So I just, I just encourage y'all to have you somebody that you can help carry that weight with. And that's just it, man. Like I, I've been a player. I've been going through things. I lost family members. I didn't. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I lost a teammate this past season. Uh, at a year in JUCO, my grandfather got sick, and my, uh, my auntie messed around and told me right before the game. And then we played the game, we won. I kind of performed all right, you know, but I was thinking about it. Then my dad had called me after the game and told me, and um, he told me my, uh, about my grandfather. He said, uh. I ain't want to tell you before the game because I ain't want to, you know, throw you off. I knew you had a game today. He know my auntie had already told me. My auntie had already spilled the things. <laughs> so, you know, I've been through some things as a player. But, you know, it helps. Like I said, it helps to talk about those things. That conversation my daddy did helped me, though. 
Like, cause he he's telling me he's like, yeah, things gonna be okay. We don't think nothing serious is gonna happen. We just want to let you know, you know, he he not the best right now. This and this and this. So I don't want you to be too worried. And that put my mind at ease hearing that part. So that that helped me still. So like I said, man, have you somebody you can talk to, whoever it may be. Don't be scared to talk to somebody. You know, just have you somebody in your corner. Somebody in your corner is like you. It cannot be underestimated. The power that cannot be underestimated. So just have you somebody, man. That's the main thing. Yeah. But um, is there anything else you want to touch on, my boy? Um, man, it's a, it's a lot of races we can go or could go. Um, the one thing I will say that I think about right now, man, we are at the best of times and at the worst of times when it comes to mental health. Um, especially when we talk about like celebrity and public figures, because mm-hmm. this is as open as and as acceptable the cover even just having a conversation like for us to have this conversation right now, we haven't even talked about really getting any steps done, but just have the conversation about it and around it. It's acceptable now. Like that's mm-hmm. just we just we we like even like in the door. We like just in the garage, like in the garage, like in a driveway. When it comes to the conversation about mental health, like we just got on a property, like that's the farthest we've come when it comes to that. So, like, we just now accepting this level of that we having a conversation around it, and it's more acceptable. Um, and this is the highest point that we've been at this time when it comes to that. But I say it's the worst of times, too, because uh, for the average person or the average athlete, social media is everywhere, and so uh. It's a saying that thief is the uh no comparison is the thief's joy. There you go. So when you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not good enough, that's coming from social media a lot of times. Or you feel like, man, I'm playing, I'm doing pretty well, but I ain't ranked this high or I ain't ranked that high or this player over there is doing that. You know what I mean? And when it comes to, you know, the high level athletes, you know, uh it's the worst of times for them because this is the most open access that we've had to celebrities at all time. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of a conversation we had earlier to where expectations and what we want from these players are, that hasn't changed since the beginning of sports. Like we still expect players to be great. It's, it's never going to change. But now we get to see more of your personal life too. And we're holding to this high pedestal. I think the pedestal of being a public figure is higher, but that's not as good. You know what I mean? Because you still have to deal with personal life too. Like before you were able to be like, I'm celebrity and now I'm human. I'm celebrity and now I'm dad. I'm celebrity and I'm mom. And now you 24-7 camera in your face, 24-7 had to be LeBron James. Like there's this video of him at Summer League, bro. That just really, it bothered me, man. Like he was literally just sitting baseline, courtside. Him, uh, Rich Paul and Damon Jones. They just chilling watching the game, bro. So, but we see like, bro, it really it messed my mind up, bro. What we see on TV is just like we see LeBron, like camera, like it's like, all right, cool, LeBron James. Somebody was behind him and recorded that jump. He had at least ten people in front of him with like video phones and like camera, actual like TV cameras, was just all around him. He just like he, I don't even think he could see the game or like the woman at that point. He just like sit up just like this. He had to act like it was normal, bro. Like that that messed my mind up to be like, bro, this man can't even like enjoy the summer league game. And like not be LeBron James for like 
two hours. You know what I mean? That kind of bothered me. Like somebody came and dapped him up. That's probably the most human he had from that experience right there. But just like he been dealing with that for six since sixteen. Like that just bothered me, man. Like this man can't even go to a summer league game, take this hat off of being the public figure LeBron James, and just like be a fan for a second. You know what I mean? That's just weird. And um it's just it's just it's just weird to me, man. Cause I never I never thought that it was so many. I thought it was like maybe two or three cameras sitting right there. It's kind of like ESPN, this local paper, and maybe somebody else. All right, cool. No, bro, this dude had at least ten people around him. I'm just like, let me my mind up seeing that jump, bro. So it's the yeah. best of times and worst of times when it comes to mental health, bro. Cause uh, you got you got the social media slandering of cupcake and uh, pandemic P and all this other stuff going on and you know, athletes, you, I'm not, I'm not ranked yet. I ain't got so many scholarships yet. I ain't got all these things yet because I'm, I'm glued to this phone. But on the flip end of it, I can live on YouTube University or Google University and figure out how to cope and deal with stuff. It's more acceptable to talk about it. If, you know, somebody came out and had the conversation now, like DeMar Rosen did and Kevin Love did, you get so much more love than you would hate and just be like, you know, you, you soft or you weak because you're talking about mental health or whatever. And, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not sitting here mad at anybody if they don't open up about it because I understand, bro. It's, it's not the easiest thing to just talk about your mental health situation because everybody's upbringing and, and the situation that they're dealing with is different. So I'm not mad if somebody does, doesn't come out public about it. I don't mind if somebody does. I'm not saying you have to. You feel me? It's just like whatever you feel like works for you works for you. So um, I think about that sometimes, man. Well, well, with the best of times and the worst of times when it comes to mental health and pretty much a lot of stuff in life, man. Because this is the most acceptable we've had this conversation, but on the other end of it, this is the most, uh, it's probably the most damaging part of our mental health too, man. So we just, like you said before, just make sure you, you, you're intentionally being kind to people and just making sure you treat people right, man. Cause you never fully know what people are dealing with, what they got going on and try to be respectful of another human being because at the end of the day, that's what we all are. We're just another human trying to do the best we can, man. So, Show love, bro. It all comes down to just showing love, man, because you never know. Thanks. Yeah. Man, that's, man, let that let that be let that be something y'all take away from the podcast, man. Like, please, if you ain't hear nothing else we said, just be kind to other people, man. Show love to other people. I I, I take that with me, man. I show love because like like I never know what that person dealing with. And I always want people to look at me like like okay, he he always been nice to me. He has always been you know a friendly a friendly face to me. I try to show that to people, even if I don't always feel like it. And so, like people don't be knowing that I'm going through something a lot of times because I like even when I'm going through something, I don't want to let that be projected onto other people. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I couldn't help it. Like I said, you know, earlier with the games and stuff. Like you know, it it got to be a lot to me, so I couldn't help it at certain points. But like if I if it like if I can handle it. You know, and nine times out of ten, I can, or I hope I can at least. I'm handling it to the best of my ability. Let me say that. I don't want to project that on other people. So even when I'm going through something, I'm going to show love to that person, to the person next to me, the people that come into contact with me. So they know, like, hey, yeah, I'm going through something, but you might be going through something. We good, you know? And so that's all it is, man. So I hope y'all take that with y'all, man. Like, be kind to other people. Be kind to public figures. Be kind to athletes. Like, be kind to that guy that even though he might not have won you that money. 
You know, he didn't have, he didn't he didn't get over thirty. Like he didn't get over eight or six. You didn't you know? I understand. I understand. But still, man, you know, that's a that's a person. That's a human. I just you know, be, just show love, man, the best you can. And that's about all I got to say on it, man. Like I've been, I'm the player. You talk to a guy that, that you know work with players, that coach players, that train players. So if we can agree on this. Like, please <laughs> take our word for it. I promise you. But uh, that's really all I got to say, man. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there before we get out of here, man? <laughs> we might do another episode on like coping, or like that could be a yeah. whole other episode in itself. Like how I cope with things, how you cope with things, what we t- tell other players. That might need to be a whole other episode in itself. Man, it's my mom, my mom. You know, this is my pocket what I do, bro. So it's just I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to like not go too long on stuff and trying to condense it and keep it on target of what we're trying to go to. Um cause you say something, my mind go here, my you say something else, my mind go there. So uh I'll just finish on that, man. Just just walking. It sounds like a part two to me. <laughs> yeah, man, it might have to be, bro. Uh because I we can go pro, we can go us, we can go. Man, it's so many different levels we can go, man. But kids, um, everything. My mind, bro. My mind flipped to all the different stuff, like how players. I don't think parents understand how players got to deal with stuff, like the the mental health of like young, like youth, like high school and lower. Like, I think about this stuff on a daily, bro, man. So we have to do like a part two. Knowing me, it could really be like a part five. Like we can go <laughs> that long into it, but that's my mind. But but we gonna man. end this right here. Um, I'll just say, man. Uh, it always show love and respect, man, because you never fully know, man. And uh, the worst case scenario, man, just I don't even want to say treat people the way they want to. You want to don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat people the way that they want to be treated. And at the same time, how God wants us to treat them, because sometimes we get out of line with just because I want to be treated a certain way doesn't mean I should be treated that way. You feel me? Like. Mm-hmm. That sounds weird. It's kind of against what a lot of people say, but like, I'm trying. I ain't finna preach like that. That ain't, that ain't my pocket, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, open the Bible a little bit and see what God to say about love. You know what I mean? Because honestly, bro, like I try to love people how God loves us. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's honestly what I try to do, man. I try to be as understanding as I can, as forgiving as I can, like be as patient as I can. At the same time, I'm human. I got I got my my pressure points where it's just like, yo, I'm finna snap and go off because, like you like you had your pocket where like, man, we lost eight straight games. My patient ain't the same right now. I'm finna just spaz out in a minute, you know. But I feel like I'm very understanding and I'm pretty patient and all that stuff, man. So, um, just try to just try to extend that out to other people because you never fully know, man. Like you, I promise you, you never know, man. Like folks, be smiling in your face, but then go home and be crying out alone, bro. Like. I got people who's told me some stuff, bro. Like their stories are, are it'll amaze you of the stuff they deal with, man. So just try to show love, man, and um be respectful. If you can do those two things, man, I just feel like you can't really mess up with that, man. Um show love and always walk in respect, bro. So that'll that'll probably be a big cure of a lot of people's mental health. Like so if like bro, think about it. If you walk up every day and you feel loved and respected, 
You know what I mean? Like if you if you really sit down and just be like, bro, I woke up this morning and I actually feel loved. And there's so many things that go under feeling love. I mean, I feel understood. I feel heard. I felt um, wanted. Listened to. Me. I feel wanted. And you respect me, bro. I feel like I feel the loyalty. Like it's so many things that go under both of those. It's just like you can't really lose in life, bro. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. It's really hard for you to have a downtime, man. Like and uh, oh, psh, I can't forget about this, man. Uh, gratitude, man. Like when you walk in, like the humility of, of gratitude. Like there's so many times where I be pissed off about stuff, man. Just stuff don't go the way I wanted to happen, and whatever. And it's just like. I, I I'm trying I'm doing I'm trying I'm doing a better job of intentionally focusing on gratitude like thinking thinking and figure out how can I be more grateful of what I have and what I'm trying to go what I'm getting to like what I have right now just walking in gratitude man so that's a big thing bro like that's that's a a major thing for me man like walking in gratitude a lot more so uh, like just just show love and respect man. And internalize being more grateful and showing gratitude, man, and just appreciation for stuff. Cause like it's it's a lot that goes into those things. So if you can really lock down on those three things, man, like that'll cure a lot of our problems, bro. Uh, like the whole I'm telling you, bro, like mental health would be a different conversation. That's what we kind of focused on more, man. But yeah, I'm gonna just cut it off right there. I'm not done, but I'm finished. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, I understand, brother. Hey, y'all let us know, man. If y'all want to hear part two, like, I think we got a lot more to speak on, obviously. But, you know, we don't want to hold y'all up too long. We know y'all yeah, got yeah. things to do with people to see, obviously. But yeah. either way, man, like we said, I hope y'all got something out of this, bro. Please. I hope so. Like, they can make the world a better place. But yeah. uh, that'll do it for another episode of the Beatball Jones podcast, man. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We thank y'all for listening. Uh, please check us out again next week. We might just be doing this again. Might be having the same talk, you know, just in a different direction. So y'all be sure to join us again next week, man. Be sure to like, subscribe, and, you know, we hop in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you should have a part two or what direction should we go in next or something else you would like to hear us speak on. And, uh, we, we, you know, we always leave in the comments, but it'd be greatly appreciated. But either way, man. Please be sure to follow Brian on all social medias at Bball Jones. That's Bball Jones on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on TikTok. So y'all be sure to go give him a follow over there. And then you can follow me on Twitter at NellieH34 at Nelson Diaskin on IG and Nelson Asking on Facebook. And uh, be sure to follow the podcast on TikTok as well. Uh, the Bball Jones podcast is on TikTok. Be sure to follow us over there. We got a couple videos up. Go ahead and like those up for us, man. We greatly appreciate it. But with that being said, man, uh, that does it for another episode. We appreciate y'all once again. And without further ado, we out. Shalom. <laughs> <laughs>